You are now listening to the Life in Football podcast. Check out the new website, lifeinfootball.com. Once again, the website is lifeinfootball.com. Thanks for listening. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. It's life in football. We are life in football. Welcome to the Life in Football podcast, baby. I'm your host, Mike Feet. And this your coach, Colin Moore. You know we love life and enjoying football. Top-notch coaches all around the world. Top, top-notch coaches all around the world. Today we got Coach Tony Calgene on, and he represents for them Akron Zips. This is a top-notch coach in my eyes because he done did it all from coaching high school ball to working in the mall. And uh, this is a guy who's going to help anybody because right now he's the quality control coach at Akron. But he's also somebody who can give you some real-life advice and give you some good coaching at the same time. And for y'all who don't know, the Akron Zips is on the rise. I love what I see at their program. If you haven't checked out their football stadium, you tripping because they got a real nice football stadium. They wear multiple uniforms, different kind of helmets, beautiful uniforms at the same time. So, this just a program all around on is on the up and the up, like Carter B say, up and up. But without further ado, I'm gonna go ahead and let Simo bring him on. How you doing, Coach? What's going on? I appreciate you guys having me. Hey, it's a blessing to have you on. So I gotta get right into it, just like Mike said. Your your tweet it inspired me, man. Cause when you said all that, you said a whole lot in just a couple characteristics. I know I chopped that word up, but you said you was um high school coach, work subbing, working at the mall, and physical therapy. But you got to give me the rundown on that one now. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, when I first graduated, it was just one of those things that I was actually a law major, but I think I realized probably like my sophomore year of college that, you know, I didn't really have any interest in, in working law. Um, I was actually, I had an internship with a congressman uh, that was really difficult to get, you know, it was a great experience, all that stuff, but I was, I was so bored every single day. And the only thing I looked forward to was leaving that office and going to train. And then like, I'd hang out and just help out with my high school team. Uh, and that's kind of when I knew, okay, I want to get into coaching. Um, so I didn't have a teaching certificate or anything like that. So uh, when I graduated, my high school coach offered me you know, a job to, you know, a, a paid job, you know, a couple, couple uh, G's to, to help out. Um, and, you know, you can't live on that. So I just did whatever I could, whatever I could find to kind of make the ends meet. So I, I was lucky to have a couple friends, you know, uh, like that, that mall job. Uh, one of my friends was the manager and she understood that like, you know, I'm working this, these crazy hours and stuff. So uh, we were able to, to build hours around it. And then I just filled in everything else with, you know, whatever I could do to, as I said, just make, make ends meet. Coach, see, I like that because, you know, some coaches, you could see it where it's like a 
it's a silver spoon in their mouth. They get it and they got it. Like the dad was a coach and their granddaddy was a coach. So it's a given that they was a coach. But you had Absolutely. to figure yours out on the run, like as you was going through life. So when once you got on the coaching, when did you know that you actually wanted to make it to college ball? Yeah, so um, it was it was during that time that, you know, I'm working in a bunch of crazy jobs and uh, my high school coach helped me get a job in the, the school district, uh, like working with special ed, because uh, all you needed was to was to have like a, a, a graduate or not a graduate, but have graduated from college. Um, so, you know, I went into it not really having any idea what I was really signing myself up for. Um, and I, I can tell you, like being in the classroom with special education students and those teachers, like those teachers are some of the best people in the world because they have amazing patience, amazing communication skills. And I was just kind of thrown in there and overwhelmed. Uh, I think, you know, the, the value for me, like being there was that I was a male, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty big. I was like six, two, probably two thirty at the time. Um, so like the kids would respect me. Um, uh, but I mean, they could have very easily overran me cause I had no idea what I was doing. So, uh, I think it was during that time where I'm like, you know what, like I want to do football all the time. I want to be around the guys all the time. I want to be mentoring them and, and helping them accomplish their goals. Um, because I mean, I mean, teaching is one thing, uh, and I do have a passion for teaching, but I want to teach through the lens of football. So uh, I think it was probably in those two years I was coaching high school that I was just like, you know what, like I, I need to make this this football thing a, a full time full time gig. Coach, now that what you were talking about for as the special education kids in that area, that is, you know, that's touching because a lot of people almost. It's like we disregard them. Like when you're growing up in school and, you know, you will see them walking up and down the hallways, but not really understanding it, it takes a lot. And they family dealing with a lot, that student dealing with a lot. And you almost forget about the teachers in that class as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that that means a lot to, you know, just uh, I wish people in the rural, a lot more people in the rural will pay more attention to the teachers you know in, in certain areas because it's almost like they're getting disregarded you know you see teachers protesting all across the United States and not to just get off subject but you know I remember when I was in high school these kids would make us like little, little desserts and stuff every Friday for the football players and you know just being around them and just seeing that joy you know it, it mm -hmm. made you look at them in a different light so you know, I wanted to touch on that real quick. Now, Absolutely. Coach, now, <clears throat> I, I really want to speak on and, and hear about how you ended up with the Akron Zips. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I, I I was lucky enough to, to get a couple jobs and, and continue to move up. Um, and then I was a special teams coordinator the past five years at Division three level. Uh, and I've always had the dream of, you know, go into the FBS level and, and being able to, to, you know, coach at the, the highest level. Um, and I think, you know, I, I always was pretty good at the recruiting stuff um, and, and built a, a reputation for myself as a good recruiter at the division three level, but I wanted to show that I could do it at the top level, the, the best level. Um, so I really started, you know, when quarantine hit last year, like investing in my social media and like, I wanted to brand myself as the recruiting guru. So uh, that's when I started like doing a lot of different, you know, recruiting tweets, tips, you know, TikToks, like anything that I could think of. 
um, just to, to like build a, a name for myself and a following. Um, and so that kind of snowballed and, and continued to grow. Uh, and then obviously through quarantine, there was like Zoom clinics and all these online things. Uh, and here I am, like I, I'm kind of building this following where, you know, who, who knows a D3 coach with 10,000 followers? Um, so I started getting, you know, into conversations with FBS coaches, coordinators, FCS, you know, coordinators, like people that weren't associating with me six months ago. Um, and just from there, building, you know, having conversations, building relationships, uh, just kind of, you know, got into a conversation with Coach Hurd, our special teams coordinator here at Akron. And when they uh, canceled our season at the Division Three level, I was like, hey, Coach, like, you know, uh, I think this would be a perfect time for, for me to, you know, come and, and make that jump. So um, it was – it's been really, really awesome. Uh, I've been doing a lot of learning, so it's been fun. Coach, now as far as a quality control coach and being that you got experience at college coaching before, what are some of the things you could give a young player who may be deciding or thinking about coaching after they're done with their college career? Absolutely. I mean, I, I will say, you know, coaching is definitely one of those things that, you know, if I can finish this career and you know, live my life um, as a college coach, I, I can say, you know, I, I haven't worked uh, a whole lot of days in my life because it's just, you know, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun getting to help kids realize their dreams and try to help them uh, get to where they want to go. But um, it is a labor of love. Uh, it's a very, very difficult industry just to break into. Um, you, you really got to know somebody. And if you're a player, you got to be really, really um, in touch with your coaches and, and let them know of your intentions. Uh, you're probably going to have to grind for uh, a few years uh, unless you get lucky because, you know, those starting salaries for even at the FBS level, you know, my first job uh, at the college level, I was a GA. I was making $5,000 a year. Uh, my second job, I was making 9000 Then I moved up to twelve, and moved up to fifteen, and I and like I'm talking about, you know, I'm seven, eight years into it. Um, so uh, you really, really gotta be committed to it because it, it, it's a process. So something that that you you want to do and you you would love to do, um, it's it's very very rewarding. Especially, I mean, you make it to like the Nick Saban level. Now you now you got no worries anymore. So now, coach. How far and how high, if you looking that far in advance, do you want to take it in, in your coaching career? Like, do you see yourself being a head coach or going to the NFL? Or Because you say you're, you love the recruiting aspect, so that's pretty much you love talking to people and, you know, getting it in like that. So where do you see yourself going? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would love to, you know, I'm enjoying the process as, as it moves along. Uh, I really enjoyed having my own room. Um, you know, I was coaching linebackers for a number of years. Like I'd love to be a position coach, move to a defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator. And eventually I do want to be a head coach, um, at the power five level power five level. Cause again, like, I think I can recruit really well. Uh, I, I love the, the schematics and the strategy. Um, would I go to the NFL? You know, uh, I'm sure I'd be interested in the, the challenge. Um, but like you said, I, I really am in it for, you know, the, the, the relationships with the kids. Uh, and I know at the NFL, you know, it's just a little bit different. It's more of that, that business where here we're getting to mentor uh, kids. So uh, I'm, I'm looking at college right now. Coach, now you went from D3 to D1 in the pandemic, just like boom. Now I know you put in a lot of work to get to that point, but 
man, how did that feel to you to the like to get that type of a blessing like that? Just that fast, really. I mean, honestly, it was kind of uh, you know, it's kind of a whirlwind. Like you kind of put it up on Twitter. It doesn't really feel real because you haven't gotten there yet. Um, and I, I remember saying to to my fiance like a couple nights before, I'm like, you know, like this is where the dream kind of like comes to the fork where it's like you either realize the dream and you can keep on going or you realize that you're not good enough. Um, so it, it was honestly more intimidating than the, the feeling of, you know, I've arrived um, and like having built like, you know, a social media following. Now I'm at the FBS level. Like I have a lot of coaches that reach out to me for, you know, for tips and networking ideas. And I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't feel like I've made it by any means. Um, so I don't know if I'm, I'm ready to, you know, tell people what, what to do and what not to do, but you know, I, I try to steer people in the right direction. So, um, I'm still, I'm still working. I'm still grinding like it's day one. So. Now coach, I heard you say you coach linebacker. I have to always ask my defensive coaches or my defensive players. this not necessarily the player, but I know it got to frustrate you as much as it frustrates me, man. Every Saturday I'm watching the game or Sunday, they throwing flags left and right, man. I don't feel it's right neither because a lot of the time the head going to go where the body go. So mm. pretty much, you, I mean, it's going to be a flag, but I'm I'm seeing target and target. And tar I know they're trying to make the game safe, but how is that as a coach, man, when y'all on, on the sideline and you, you try, I know you're in practice, you know, you're going over that. How is that for y'all? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely frustrating. I mean, between, like, the RPOs and, you know, you got linemen five yards downfield, you know, all the different defensive, you know, pass interference penalties and stuff. So they're definitely making the game tougher um, as a defensive player and a defensive coach. But, I mean, everyone's got to work within the same rules. So, you know, we're just trying to teach our kids the right techniques and, and just play as hard as humanly possible. And, you know, hopefully uh, things work out for us in the long term. Now, Coach, my last thing, if you could, go ahead and give the, the guys and the people out there your information where they can contact you in uh, pretty much, I guess, letting high school and junior college players know as well how they can get up contact with you all and how they can be a part of y'all program. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on Twitter, uh, at Coach Cage, and that's Cage with a K. Uh, and really I'm on like every social media that you can find any, anywhere that you can find recruits, I'm going to be on there. So I have Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, community, uh, all that different stuff. So, uh, definitely uh, reach out and, uh, shoot me a message. Y'all heard it right here, man. That's coach Tony Kajin and he's a quality control coach at Akron. He's going to be rising the ladder y'all every year y'all heard him he been striving he doing his thing this a person y'all better contact and i'm telling you them akron zips now they got some nice facilities nice uniform nice stadium they playing in the mac y'all know that mac on um during the regular season they playing wednesday they playing sometimes tuesday they playing thursday you gonna get that spotlight on that prime time y'all on espn too so just when y'all get a chance, look him up and look up Akron as well. And I'm going to leave y'all how I always leave y'all. Keep your head up 
and not down, or it's your fall to the ground. That's the Life and Football Podcast. Catch you next time. Try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. It's life in football. We are life in football.